And welcome to the inaugural podcast of Almost Live. Uh, I am Stephen Kerrigan. With me is Zach Brekovich. Hey. And Homer Azari. How you doing? Persons don't speak. Um, <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess we should get right to it. One of the things that I wanted to discuss immediately is uh, your definition of comedy. Thing to add? Well, well, to quote Eddie Murphy, who was quoting Richard Pryor, if the people laugh and you get paid... It's comedy. Just to know how dedicated we are to this right now, we are actually, like, huddled over, <laughs> like, I don't know, what is this? Like, oh, we're going to post pictures of how we're set up we, later on. We I'm going to take a picture to. of my phone now. I think it's going to stop for some weird reason. Seeing pictures of where we set this laptop uh, up. Yeah. The concept of the <laughs> show, <laughs> before we jump into comedy, is I, we're going uh, to uh, podcast this almost live from different open mics all over Chicago. All over. And the problem with this is you're going to get a lot of background noise from people talking during the podcast. Yeah. Homer, I can't edit your bitch-ass voice out. <laughs> Here at 6.47, and then I took the cab here, and I got to the cafe at 7.24. So... And then uh, and Homer and I, he actually drove to me, and we carpooled. Um, drove an hour and, and uh, five minutes to get here. So... It's not very American. Just, just to give you guys an idea. Um, well, carpooling. Well, carpooling, the train. Point, I think the point is that we took an extensive amount of our time to get five minutes on stage, which is, yeah. um, I mean, life of a comedian. It is the life of a comedian. Well, no, it's not the life of a comedian. It's the life of an inspiring comedian. You know, it's it's like that famous uh, saying of when um, a waiter approached a famous actor, I think like Kenneth Branagh or something, in, in a New York cafe or whatever, and he goes, oh, uh, Kenneth Branagh, he's like, you're an actor, like, uh, uh, I, I'm an actor too. And he goes, really? Because it looks like you're a waiter. Uh, which is like, it's not, I mean, it's kind of mean, but it's also the truth. Like, yeah, but that guy did not need that. Uh, <laughs> that uh, or know. did he? Like, you know what I mean? Hey, you gotta get tough. You gotta know what you're doing. In, yeah, like, I, I'm not a comedian, but I do want to be, you know. Then, yeah, I have, we all have day jobs. We yeah, have but, jobs or work. Yeah. yeah until but, we get to the point where we can get a, a career launch where we don't need to work. But that's can, an interesting question. Are you your per- <laughs> Nice. He's a bear, man. Here's the question, though, and this is the interesting question to pose: Is are you your profession? No, I think not. it depends. I don't think it's what you do. Straight away, no. So, how do you define who you are? Then <coughs> I define by your actions. Okay, so you are. What's your day job? I manage a spa. Your action is managing a day spa. No, my action is helping my family and so you're pursuing family, my dreams. You're pursuing your dreams by running a day spa. Well, you have to do what you do if you get by. Well, you you have to have money. Right. You know what I mean? And that's well, that the, doesn't define you. Well, no, I'm not saying it should. I'm just, I'm examining it. It's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it takes up my time as it takes everyone's time up, but it's not what you want to do. I, I think the really interesting point about it is that, like, you'll spend an exorbitant amount of time. My, my point, I guess, that I'm head, heading around is you'll spend an exorbitant amount of time for five minutes. Yeah. And that five minutes will give you a fulfillment that is that doesn't come in eight hours of work. Whereas yeah. if I spent my mornings marketing myself and got paid X amount to do shows and I could support myself that way, then I would be, like... Content. I'd be absolutely content. I mean, the five minutes may be fulfilling unless you bomb, 
Yeah. And then you just want to kill yourself because yeah. you work a crappy job. You spent money. You spent. It's going to cost me sixty bucks in cab fare. But bombing is not. I don't know. I guess I look. I look a little different at bombing than. You learn, I've learned more from bombing than I have from succeeding. I'll tell you that right now. I know which one I like more. <laughs> that's true. But I, I, but that's the thing is like I, I've always been able to have like the tough customer service jobs where people yell at you because I don't care. Yeah. Like I do that currently. People yell at me all the time. But no, I, I, it's not that I don't care about people. I don't care about people. I think it's that <laughs> I'm not interested in their lives. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel bad for people. I feel bad if I can't help someone. But I don't want to talk to them and hear about what's what they're doing. Does that sound weird? No, it, it well, makes sense. It's, it's interesting because we're all in a medium that requires an audience. Yeah. Like, art, no matter what no matter what facet of art you choose, the audience is a requirement. Yeah. Well, know, well, that brings me to a good question. Why do you guys do comedy? Why do you guys do stand-up? Because I want to produce a TV show, and it's a good way to network to get in, and once I started doing it, I fell in love with stand-up comedy. So stand-up's not the end goal for you. <coughs> it's part of it. Now it's, it wasn't going to be, but now it is part of it. Would you, um, and it's also going to facilitate my lifestyle, which is a lot of partying and a lot of adventures I want to go on, so eventually I want to document my shit and pay for it with my stand-up, my wild adventures. Maybe you could package and sell your wild adventures and they pay for themselves. Hopefully. Everything's a business expense when you do that for a living. <laughs> right? Like, if, you, if you're a reality TV star. Yeah. How about you? The reason I do comedy, um, I think that, I think it's an inherent part of the human condition that we comment and rationalize ourselves. Yeah. And I think comedy from the Italian Commedia. <laughs> it, it just means heightened life. So it's not... Comedy Comedy originally wasn't inherently funny, but it was an extreme version of events that people saw day to day. And, and people started laughing. Well, that's basically what we do in stand-up. I mean, we embellish things. We're talking about this. We don't always tell the truest stories. Because what's, what's, what's funny about... Yeah, so I paid my taxes yesterday. Yeah. That sure sucked. Am I right? You know. Uh, yesterday I woke up at 5 a.m. and I walked the dog. It pooed. I picked it up in a plastic bag, threw it away, went back inside, <coughs> and then I put my extremely cold hands on my wife's boobs. <laughs> See, the, that didn't happen, uh, obviously, because she's breastfeeding. That'd be weird. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's you take things and you yeah, like exaggerate. Yeah. You look at things a funny way, you know, and that's... Uh, I, I got into comedy for two reasons, Sam Comedy. I really enjoy making people laugh. I, I like making people feel good. Um, I'm, no, there's, but, I mean, there's other professions yeah, that can yeah. But I mean, that. you know, like when people laugh, they forget about their problems. Yeah. And, and I, I wanted to do as a writer, and I actually wrote stand-up and, and wrote on screenplays and stuff for a while. So escapism. More or less. I mean, everyone has crappy days, everyone has crappy lives. Um, and then no one would tell my jokes, so I started doing stand-up myself. And the first time I did really well, you know, 
the guy came up to me after the show and said, yeah, I had a really crappy day, but for those six minutes when we were on stage, you are making me laugh. Things didn't seem so bad. And people are always going to have to deal with their crap. I mean, at some point, you have to deal with it. But every once in a while, you need, you need a break, you need relief. And the second reason I got into comedy is it's extremely hard to stand in one place. Sorry, never had again. Oh, no, to stand in one place and make, I mean, because with sketch or with improv or with cartoons or with TV, with so much media, people are so visually entertained. It's yeah. hard to stand in one place and make people laugh. I mean, ideally, I'd like to write more because it's easier than doing this, Yeah, coming to the cafes and, and working material and getting ready, but I just like making people's day better and, and stand up the best way I can do it. Do you know, it's funny, I, you just tra- you, you triggered a memory for me. I remember the first time I made people genuinely and I was probably like five or six or something and um, the adults were talking you know it's like that one was like there was a gathering of adults and I was just standing there like listening to them and everyone was interacting and it, there was something about it like it was just kind of like the, like sitting around a campfire type thing uh, but in somebody's kitchen and I forget what happened but so, somebody mentioned something and my <coughs> my little brain went I know that and I did an impression of I think it was like a movie that they were referencing or something and I did an impression and it was like the first thing I had said all night and everyone looked at me and then burst out laughing and I didn't laugh because I didn't know why it was funny and I can't, I can't even remember what it was but I just thought it was really like everybody in the room laughed and I didn't know what was funny about it but everybody joined together to laugh and I was like there is something powerful about what just happened and I have no idea what I did yeah so I think I just kind of try to recapture that let me ask you this question and this is this has become part of what I love about stand-up comedy um, it wasn't the driving force getting me in but I've noticed that comedy tends to bring people together sure you know, people are filled with I don't want to say people are filled with hate but people have a tendency to want to pick sides and, and get angry and get worked up but comedy is a way to bring people together and I, and I love that about stand-up which is why I stay away from, from controversial topics I'm not saying they can't be funny I'm not criticizing other comics for approaching it but I find comedy is a way to bring people together sure do you guys also like that or agree with that or what's your, your view on that I definitely agree with that I, like I said one of my opinions about comedy not about stand up performance because I have a whole slew of yeah. <laughs> things about that like I don't like notes I don't like laughing at yourself you know like I don't like any of that from a performing standpoint but comedy is a commentary on the human condition yeah. and it's everybody's human condition and people a lot of times confuse with like oh how many people are laughing and how funny you were yeah. well, it's like no that's just an indicator of how many people connected with what you just said you gotta be pretty angry. I like what you said but you have to be like, is that a word? No, you almost, uh, neutral is like a neutral means not neutral you have to be it has to be neutral okay, you have to be, remain neutral about the subject because 
Well, comedy no, no, just comes from a good or bad place. No, yeah, but once you're right, like it does bring people together. But it also brings people together about a hateful topic. That's true. You know, that's true. <laughs> well, is it a hateful topic or is it a forbidden topic? Hateful. Like when you start seeing someone making terrorist jokes and um, like making but then uh, generalizations about a population, then they're like, oh yeah, those people are. But, but see, that's the thing is like in a comedy context, that is not hateful. That is that is. You know what is forbidden? Like, and that's what about when a, okay, like black comics talk about this when they make a, like a racial joke, like sometimes against other black people, and it's funny because uh, they get it, like oh yeah, I seen that, but then the white guy, you know, the racist white guy, <coughs> it's like don't the black people, they don't like that, you know. And then it's like okay, that joke wasn't for you because you have other motives behind that joke. But that's no, you can't project somebody's, you can't project somebody's interpretation. No, you can't. Like, you, you, you just made up a white racist laughing at a black comic. Like, what white racist goes to see a black comic? A lot of... <laughs> a lot of... A lot of... All the time. Chris Rock talks about that. Yeah, no, I get that. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, it's not the comic. No, it's not. I'm saying that whatever words you project out there, you have to realize that it brings people together. Sometimes not for the best intentions. What, what sort of message is that, on this podcast. <laughs> like, no, like, no, go out there. Do your comedy. Do your thing. But just remember, sometimes you're bringing racists together. No. It's like a terrible you could, you could make fun of stereotypes yeah. and people will laugh because they find out how foolish stereotypes are. Or you could make, you know, you could make a joke about, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of, um, I'm trying to think of an example, um, sarcastic jokes where it says, you know, like, uh, all X people, or, you know, type X people leave their kids, or whatever. Someone make that joke and laugh because we realize that's, that's foolishness. Right. And people right. who say that are foolish, and that's, that's the, the heightened version of a joke. <laughs> like, when somebody comments on the fact, like, there's Hispanic kids in prom dresses, like, five-year-olds oh, yeah. in a wedding dress. Like, yeah, like I think Cat Williams comments yeah, on that. You know, he's like, get your kids. Yeah. He's not sitting there going like Mexicans are terrible people. No, no. You know what I mean? And you, you can't be responsible for how people interpret what you say. Like, I, I really like would like to see this like, racist guy in a black. Eye. Well, I have seen it once, but here's the difference between people. He did not find the jokes funny, in the sense that you know uh, I saw black comedian so on black shows. They did bring them together. But he came in there, and the guy was telling his black jokes. We were all laughing, and the white guy was like, "Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's 100 percent right." And he's getting more and more angry because the comedian on stage is saying it to be satirical, and everyone in the crowd is yeah. like, "People who believe that are foolish," and we're laughing at this ridiculous thing you've said because it's ridiculous. The ridiculousness gets it. The guy who believes it, the guy who's hateful, doesn't see it as ridiculous. Yeah. So instead of laughing, he's sitting there like, "That's absolutely right," you know, like, yeah. um, "I'm." Well, you, well no, what you said, say, you think that's they get alienated, but but they do get alienated. But there's enough of them get together. Like the other thing, like someone said, it's like, like it's called the clan. So enough of them just, get together. Just because they're alienated in a group doesn't mean, like, you know what I mean? Just because. Like, let's say we agree that this, but that's not comedy. We're not laughing. We're just agreeing that we hate that one thing. Right. And we are, we are banding together because that's part of our evolution is to seek out community. Right. You're safer in numbers. Like, that's just survival instinct. That's why and people like split up in horror movies. They're always dead. <laughs> yeah. I would stay in a group with chainsaws. And the, we would yeah, never get and killed. the pipers always yeah. goes back. Back to back. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, um, 
This is a serious podcast. No, it's not funny at all. No, it's I wanted to be serious and stop cupping my nuts. I can totally make Homer do whatever I want on the podcast. Well, here's here's a question but, for you. As we're running out of time, well, I don't know. Do they start late? Well, no, it's twenty. I mean, we're twenty minutes. That's plenty yeah. for now. Um, because you know you want to prepare your five minute thing, and I got to pee. And um, oh, I'm, I'm pro, man. I know what I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Actually, I do know exactly what five minutes I'm gonna do because. It's something I need to be working on anyways, but I'm working on for for Saturday is what I'm working on. Saturday? I'm working Saturday. I'm working on my have you guys heard my horror movie joke? No. Me being in a horror movie, the time I started a horror movie, I worked Did on you just right. argue a minute ago and then you like like no. you do like a No, I'm pausing this. Okay. Um Well we gotta do the end. So we'll do a little more after. Oh, and, yeah, let's do a little bit more after. We'll do a little more after. That's then, so do you wanna well I don't know because like this may run until I have to leave for the train. Oh yeah, which what's the last train like eleven? Okay, that's not bad. Well, real, real quick, this is the question I was going to ask. Since we're introducing ourselves, what was your, your first time you did stand-up? Where was it? How did it go? And did you want to kill yourself? I killed. Okay. I was 17. And do you remember Jerry Seinfeld's I'm Telling You for the Last Time? I repeated it word for word. Oh, come on. I was seven. I was... No, no, I wasn't 17. I'm sorry, I was 15. And I memorized it. And I repeated it. Where I repeated everything, and it killed because Jerry Seinfeld's awesome. So I don't know if that qualifies as stand up. That kind of, that's what Roseanne did. Yeah. Roseanne, I was watching I Am Comic the documentary. Yeah. And she said, yeah, I went up and did Jerry Seinfeld's joke, and people said you can't do that. That's stealing material. So well, Celine Dion doesn't write her own stuff, but. You know, then she found out what stand-up was, and she talked about, you know, finding out that to be an effective stand-up, you have to do your own writing, but, you know... Oh, but, yeah, I had no clue. I had no clue. <laughs> but here, here's, here's an interesting thing. I was told this statement. If someone gets up and kills, and they're brand new to the stage, either they've stolen material from somewhere, or someone's been writing the material. But if no one is that funny with their own stuff the first time, I don't know if that's a true hard and fast rule. No, the first I time think, I did stand-up <laughs> with my own material, I did well, I didn't do great, Yeah. And and I immediately knew what I could have done better. I was at the edge. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Everyone like. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Oh, nice. The edge is like the prostitute that all the sailors go to. Apparently, like, where'd you lose your virginity? The edge. She was a mighty fine whore. No, that, yeah. Dave, I will not appreciate that. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Uh, but Dave, that is Dave, a we, we don't we don't we don't believe that the Edge Comedy Club or any of its affiliates are whores. <laughs> the views represented in this podcast are saying, not necessarily the views of I'm the people speaking who in fact created every the podcast. Com- <laughs> every comic I've known And Homer's Persian, so <laughs> they Grain started assault. out at the edge. Like Grain is all so yeah, that's where I did it. Three minutes I went up like last Zach the Edge as well. There was only like ten people and I did pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, had, no, I just I, I like the edge because the story was over. I mean, yeah. you, you didn't want to acknowledge it, but the story was over. <laughs> I, I did the edge the first time, and I, every time I did the edge, I went up dead last. I did three times. Yeah. Now I like the edge, and I like that they give everyone a shot. Yes. But going 36 out of 36, 42 out of 42, and 43 out of 43 wore on me a little bit to empty yeah. rooms. The first time I did it, I did stuff I had written for someone else. I actually written these jokes for people in Belgium. I should have brought my championship ring back. She gets so <laughs> And uh, I wrote the jokes, and I got up, and I told them to two, I think two and a half people. This one was, like, pretty drunk, so they weren't really paying attention. And I did well. I got laughs at everyone. And, uh, but, I, I mean, I knew that the timing was off, and the, I was shaking on, I was literally shaking on stage. And, 
uh, and people were tired because I was the 36th person. Yeah. Yes. But uh, but I did okay. You know, it's not sad that it closed. I view it's up, it's up at Sully's now. We no, should go I heard it closed again. No. Again. No. I went no. like last Thursday. Okay. Someone, I wrote, I heard but, uh, somewhere where it closed. Like, it was, it was, yeah. It's just not closed. No, it's not. No, it's, it's definitely not. Okay. It's but a staple of Chicago. It definitely is. And, but, like, it's funny just because, like, from a performing standpoint, like, I rehearsed what I wanted to do yes. so many times that I couldn't have done any... I couldn't have played off the audience. Like, it was either going to do well or not. Like, yeah. I rehearsed the movements. I didn't really look at anybody, but I rehearsed looks at people type thing. But, um... Okay, um, we're going to take a break, but we'll be back. Maybe. If not, we'll uh, we'll be talking to you next time from a different place. Well, this is—I mean, twenty-three minutes. Good. I don't want it. I want it like twenty minutes. I don't want it too long. I want someone to download it, listen to it, go, "That was nice," and then like, "Yeah, I'll listen." To it. Maybe a quick three, a tight three minutes. This is where we are. What three minutes? Yeah. The tight oh, yeah, where three. are we? And now it's where we are. Minutes. I've already done it. What, where we are right now? Billiards. Oh, this, um, this episode is titled "Almost Live." In the pressure billiards hotspot open mic. Uh, with your host Stephen Kerrigan, <coughs> with me is Zach Brekovich and Homer Azari. We can always record a plug and drop it in. Really? Yeah, it's, it just edit it. That's crazy. Oh, this is going to be edited. Like, like the conversational the flow is going to edit. Wait, you guys got a recording this? This is being recorded. Were you guys recording me just now? I don't even have my pants on. <laughs> All right. Homer, you ready? Okay. Yes, I am. Damn sure. <laughs> okay. Cock and ball shit. Cock ass. All right. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Like I'm talking, you bitches. Okay. Um, well, we just finished the open mic here at fuck. Where are we? Pressure. Pressure Okay. Pressure billiards. Um, we all had a great night. Um, not except, me. Except the Persian. Um, well, I had okay. Not for, good. for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. We all got laughs. We all got laughs. Homer got laughs. I got laughs. He did get laughs. I did better last night. He was he was pacing. Too much. What, what, where were you guys last night? Where were we last? The Comedy Cabaret. Caesars for ca- Comedy Cabaret. Thirty-one sixty. Oh, Thomas Bottoms. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good show. It was a pretty good I've show. Never been. I've heard good things. So. It's a gay bar. Very classy. Really. Yeah. They got a you know, chandelier. Man, they and, are yeah. into me. I don't know why that is. Not like literally yeah. speaking. In you, they're not literally. <laughs> no, in you. I was on an air. Well, it's a. Never mind. It sounds too bitty. If I do. are they Let's move on. in you? Yeah, we gotta introduce our indefinitely new friend here. Yeah. Oh. I don't even know his name. It's the yeah. same as yours. No, Steven. Oh, okay, Steven Kropa. I was more making P-H or V? P-H! Woo! Solidarity. Jesus Christ. Viral turkey. Okay, I just... <laughs> Viral you turkey. You can't say it in a podcast, but he just high-fived my dad, so... <laughs> The Stevens are not what united. Dap. What's yeah, dap? Dap. Dap. But like the Obama turkey. thing. If you, you do know. this. Uh huh. What's that? A turkey. Look at Really? Yeah. Where'd you get that? <laughs> that was all right. Oh, hey. How about That's we keep point. making visual references on a broadcast? Hey guys, you see my shirt? <laughs> Zipper. <laughs> anyway, so, so we finished up here. He's I, not wearing a shirt. I was I was nervous because the crowd was not did not seem too into any of the comics. No, no. And I'm not going to speak on their talent level because I refuse to criticize other comics. Exactly um, right. You can say who's really good. Don't steal my fucking bits. Yes. What was that about? Motherfucker, don't steal my goddamn bits. And you did a perfect bits. call out. You did a perfect because the guy looked. 
Okay, what happened was Zach goes, hey, what's up with that one guy using your bit? And the guy was putting his bag on, and he did the double take, like, oh, shit. And then he just got left. Yeah. 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 Talk about... I didn't see that. No, that guy, because he goes, yeah. he goes, uh, hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. I don't care. Describe him. Uh, you said bye to him. We're, we're not going to get, we're not gonna get into the guys. I know him. Uh-huh. Don't like you. What'd you say? What'd you say bye? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say bye? Because yeah, he's running another open mic, and I want to get, oh, on, okay. get time there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. no, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to criticize him as a performer, Can but I, like, uh, sorry, I have one like story if it now. happens again, and I'm going after him on open mic, I'm going to do my bit, because yeah, it no. is my bit. And I'm going to go, uh, hey guys, how you doing? That's a rhetorical question, I actually don't care. That's on YouTube, actually. Yeah. Showing that I did that first. Um, and, like, just, like, yeah. fuck them yeah. on stage. Let's not tell stories about their comics. Trying to keep this... Well, I'm not mentioning who it is. I'm not mentioning uh, who it is. Can right. I just say... Yes. Right, there's a permeating... Certain comics I've met, and I'm new to the Chicago comedy scene. As am I. Cool. Certain people I've met have a distaste for for audiences. Yes. Which, which I don't get. So if you don't like an audience, yeah. get a... Get a milk crate and go to the corner. And you know, let me let me comment on Stephen here that's because all, that's all. I'm saying. No, let me comment on We're Stephen here because <laughs> yes, yes. Not only are we doing it for the audience, but we are the audience. Yes. So I don't know about y'all, but personally, like I like watching stand-up comedy. That's right. Yeah. So like he, Stephen goes up, I'm like awesome. Yeah. Homer goes up, brilliant. You know, even the people that go up and like they're like less refined you yeah. know let's say less refined like they're jazz. good yeah. but yeah they're like they're just scatting right yeah. and they don't got their timing down right? <laughs> but but it's like it's it's fine because like it's still an enjoyable performance but like there's a concept okay. there, yeah. there's some people that are like stone faced in the audience like I'm not gonna laugh at you because yeah. I want to be funny it's yeah. like that doesn't make you funnier no you know what other I mean? people's success is not your failure exactly that's what uh, but I I am not good with people so that's why I prefer to be on stand-up comedy. So, like, nor- it's too bright, and that's one thing I don't like, because I can see everyone's face, and they respond. Yeah. I prefer the lights to be so bright that I can't see people, and then they don't touch me after the show. Right? <laughs> don't touch me. But, like, there, there was a guy who was pointing at me after the first the burrito joke I did, and I, and I knew I immediately made an emotional connection with him, and I don't like that feeling. <laughs> Don't I don't want you to Wait, know me. Do you not like the emotional connection of burritos or the fact the, the that, fact that like, I was connecting? Hey, now, I know guys, the jokes like, connect people, you, right? Yeah, I like the jokes connect to people when it's dark and people laugh. I, I can sense that I'm connecting. When I see someone's face, I, I don't need other friends, right? Because they'll ask me for rides to the airport, sure, or to help move. Yeah, I hate the moving question. Well, for me personally, it's it's more of it's. I'm coming from the performing standpoint, transitioning from like theater to stand up, and like to me, it's like a performance. You know, it's like don't interrupt my performance. <laughs> like like when Steven Steven actually pulled somebody on stage and like brilliantly used an audience member because that's hard to do. Oh shucks, you have to control it. You know what I mean? I've, you know, in doing improv and stuff like that, it's like you can't. You don't want variables in a performance. Like that's you don't want. That's the thing with hecklers is when comics just control hecklers, they engage too much. You don't want to ask them questions uh, right. that you don't know the answers to. You don't want to give them. You don't want to end up in a conversation right. Right. because yeah. you'll say something. Then they feel like they can say stuff back. You want to cut them off, and and I, I don't like being mean to people. So I try to do it with a smile on my face. Yeah, but. 
Like if I if I know a family member of theirs died recently, I'll say something like, "Hey man, it's I'm so glad to hear your mother's dead. Don't talk anymore. We don't like you." Yeah. See, I prefer, you can't see the grin. I'm kidding. I don't say that to people. He does. I've seen. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how we met. That's, that's <laughs> at his grandma's funeral. No, you coughed at his show, and he told you he's glad you're alive. Well, you know? No, no, but that's. I mean, <laughs> well, they shaved your beard. But that's the, that's the thing with crowd response. You have to know. Uh, like uh, last night I was hosting at the Comedy Shrine, which you guys need to get out to. It, it costs yeah, five bucks fun. to get out. I got it. Yeah, first weekend of summer, yeah. we got to sign up. For Can it. I come? Yes. Yeah. You got to email the guy. Got to email the guy. It is it is five dollars, which I know some comics have an issue with paying things. But I was at a yep. at a show yep. last night. <laughs> Filled with 40 people at an open mic of just audience members. That's awesome. Now, I'm willing to pay five bucks at an open mic to try out new stuff. Sure. Yeah. Showcases, I don't want to pay to be on showcases. Yeah. But when I go to a showcase, I'm using refined material. But as a host last night, I got to bounce a whole bunch of stuff off. Some stuff went, some stuff didn't. I got to interact with the crowd. I didn't have to pay the five bucks because I was hosting. Right. Um, but I'd pay the five bucks. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it every week because it doesn't make sense to pay five bucks on stuff that's not refined. But... I'll work on a new five minutes. When I get to the point where I think, okay, it's ready, I'll pay five bucks to try it out in front of an audience of 40 people, sure. 60 people. Yeah. The last time I was there, they had 80 people in the room. Do we need to explain the premise of the podcast <laughs> to Steven? Amazing. Um, Dude, you know, have you just picked up on it? Just kind of I believe. No? The title is Almost Live. In the First okay. American War. And and each episode is going to be named after the open mic we go to. We pick a new open mic every week and cover it. I like the room here, I like the way it's set up. Yeah. Well, and, you know. and well, my goal, it was our idea. Well, it was kind of my idea, and then... Let's, let's put credit where credit's due. It was well, okay. <laughs> no, we can. I don't want to share credit. So, so was, I, was... I initiated the idea, let's okay. say. Okay. And then Zach goes, you know what, that's not going to... He didn't say it in so many words, but it's like, you know what, like, that's, that's not quite interesting enough. Mm. So, like, let's add this almost live aspect. So he's responsible for the name of the podcast. Uh, I initiated the, like, let's do it. Yeah. And then Homer comes on as a Persian. Nice. <laughs> Homer's but a fun guy. We Homer's fun guy. Homer has awesome insights to comedy, and he's also very intelligent in a way that most comics aren't, i.e., like chemistry and science. Hey, and, like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Like, I'm not even okay, lying. thank you. Thank you. No, we had a debate so, in the car here. Like, this, we, had a, we had an analysis. Physical properties of steel. Like, it was, yeah. There's three new elements here. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's what I enjoy uh, about this group. We have a very yeah, diverse yeah. group. You're married with the kids, Stephen <laughs> Kerrigan. I, Stephen Kerrigan is married with a kid. kid. Homer Azari does not believe in marriage. No, I do not. Um, in I fact, am, <laughs> I am getting Homer engaged, Azari. but I don't want children. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, wait. We can't no. do this before I propose to her. Yeah. Well, she's not going to listen to my podcast. Um, what is she going to How good is her English? <clears throat> well, she's fluent. <laughs> she's actually fluent in seven languages. I don't... What? Yeah. Wow. Seven? There's more than one? She's very smart. There's and I don't... American. Yeah. I speak American. And Mexican. I do a whole bit on that. Don't yeah, I? no, no, it's not a bit yet, but I do this whole thing. <laughs> I wrote that. That's like, my he's idea. He's telling dibs on a bit. Well, no, like here's okay, what I love. No, I love no bits on. Oak I thought of that. I yes. bit, no, like, men and women are different. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've had this thing where I walk. How about men from Mars? How about that? No, no. Uh, uh, do another flat up for women. It could be. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm something Venus. Like I did the whole thing. Steve, do you know what he did do? We need to have like the YouTube series Steven and Steven. Oh yeah, I would love that. Where I just back you up. I would love that. Well, the the bit I, the, the thing I do yeah. is I like talking about how <laughs> Americans don't 
connect to one other country. I went to Belgium and I like playing the stereotypical. Oh, fuck, Belgium. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's the only it's as bad as Italy. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the only character I do. Country. And it's an overzealous American. I put the zinc oxide on my nose. <laughs> I have the hat. I wear, and I just walk around like America, America. I'm from America. Where are you guys from? America. What was the thing that your friend did where he's like he'd introduce himself and add America to it? What was that? Oh, I had this buddy who we were in Romania together. Yeah, I'm outside of the country. I'm cultured. You've been in a plane? Uh, yeah. And, and he would, we would walk into up to Romanians and he would introduce himself and I'm gonna change money. I'm gonna change his name for this for the sake of because I'm actually good friends with him and he hates the fact that I bring this story up. I'm gonna change it to Steve Kerrigan. Alright. I'm gonna shorten your name. So he'd walk Ooh. up to people and say, Steve Kerrigan, America! <laughs> and just, as if they didn't know he's from America. So I convinced him to wear an American flag fanny pack, and then I convinced people around him that as Americans we have, well, have guns in our fanny pack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fanny packs aren't that tough. It's a two-step yeah. con. But if it's a pack, <laughs> it's, it's filled with guns. Sort of. <laughs> guns and chaps. That's what we bring with him. But no, what I found interesting tonight was the, the guys who were the best performers, and I've always said this, you can have killer material. I've seen people with killer material who don't do as well as people with lesser material who are excellent performers. Yeah. Because part of it is drawing drawing the crowd, and you have a performance background. Uh, I don't care. It's not I don't care about people. I just I don't like being around them, so I don't. That's why I'm pretty natural on stage because I'm never going to see him again. I'm uninhibited. Yeah. You don't care. Uh, you're an excellent performer. Oh, thanks. You are surprisingly good for someone really? who's new. You okay. You know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is. It's mental. It's oh. mental because you don't. <coughs> to learn anything to be a good performer. You just have to say, what's the difference between... Oh, no, no, listen, listen. You, what's the difference between me being up there and saying, uh, 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 and stuttering and just paying attention and not getting nervous? Well, here's what well I think there's more to it than you can that. For what I do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying. Sure. Well, let's not forget the theater hierarchy. Yeah. There's theater, musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> Stand in one below. Uh -huh. It's going well. Magic. Magic. Magic's always below. Magic to mine. Clowns. Clowns. No. no those, they, have, they have colleges for that, man. Yeah. Well, okay. American clowns are very, go. like, Here we go. awful. Right. Right. But European clowns are more like I'm sorry. Based. But there's only America. We're in Europe. America. We're in Europe, exactly. Well, I did not see any clowns. French Hogwarts? clown. <laughs> That's where they study. That's a real place. I know. We're, but where, like, I know where it's France, but where are you? I know what you're driving at. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not going to say Italy anymore. <laughs> you ridicule me for it. Hey, did you go to Italy? But I've yes. never been to Italy. Put it on was the board. it comedy they were doing? Yeah, it's Comedia. No, it was Comedia. Comedia. America. Comedia America. Inside jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's sorry. It's you know what's interesting? It's We're doing inside jokes the on the first episode. Like, forgot where the door was. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's going to be it's gonna be like Memento. They start out in the middle, and then like by the third podcast. The, we're not going to explain. Memento doesn't start at the middle. It starts it's at like the Pulp, end. It's like Pulp Fiction. No, what? it's two parts. It's like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction starts at the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by starting at oh, the middle. Oh, I thought you were comparing Yeah, that's a better. That's how I eat Twinkies. Slap your let me know when you record that, man. I'll put it so my I'll put it probably. Yeah, I have, a, I have a for your millions of fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually starting a website for like oh, comedy Christ. and everything like that. Plugs. Yes, I'm advertising yeah, right now for, for all yeah. you all you fans out there. Go to misfitcomedy.com. But and and that's the frustrating thing for me is sometimes I'll tell jokes that 
I don't find funny, but other people do, and it's my job to entertain them. I need to swallow my pride and say, yeah. you know, my job is to entertain. Right. Some people say, I want this. This joke will work. Well, well yeah, and just to expand on that, I mean, you, the audience, you're there for the audience. Like you, right. That's you, what we're yeah. saying before. <laughs> you can't this, perform to nobody. This yeah, isn't right. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Otherwise, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, a scene from, it's a scene from Leopard Brian where everyone's standing around shouting the same thing. Yeah. You know, but just differently. That's what well, it would be if we didn't have people here even, to laugh when just enjoy themselves, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think most of us got into it because we like see laughing that, as well. See I mean, an like, aspect of well, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, even, I like no, I was just going to say... Uh, he wait. doesn't interject enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, what you were saying no, is you like... you need to interject more. No, Don't wait. let people interrupt you. Oh, okay. Uh, like, well, if so somebody anyway, were to... Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> All right. What Zach Listen, was when saying... Listen, we're studying in Italy. <laughs> Steve, you were making a good point. <laughs> you were saying... No, Steven, I thank you. When they're complaining about their jokes and they're saying, oh, it was a hard room or it was like... Uh, you know, there was a bad crowd. Okay, yeah, you made one crowd laugh. Is that the standard where that's the minimum? How do you know that's not the highlight and then you, like, that's the maximum you're working at? Like, you gotta, what's that level ground? What's that zero that you're working off of? How do you know something's actually a good or bad crowd unless you play enough rooms and you right. know, you I know? I think when most comics... Well, that's the debate <coughs> with art. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Can I, I'm gonna keep going, though. Is this I what know. they do in yeah. Italy? Yeah, they do. I just, actually, yeah. Yeah. I just know, I know, speaking for myself and, you know, talking about the comics, I think, I think when comics are complaining about rooms and stuff like that, they're not disappointed in the room. They're not disappointed with the people sitting there. Unless you're a dick. Yeah. But there are you're, you're, you're just right. And that's something that's that's I mean, weird. No. There's totally a lot of dicks in comedy, guys. Yeah. Sure. But uh, I think they're disappointed in themselves. You know, like, you go out there with an expect. No one expects to do bad. Yeah. You know, I think we all came out. I, I know I moved out here, you know, and I, I know it's going to take a while. But when I had a, like a couple of bad shows, that's just like, why don't they love me? It's it's their problem. It's not my problem. But it's yeah. only my problem. That's why I had to tweak stuff, you know. Well, there there are comics I've met, um, and there there are comics who are never going to change. They never want to get better. Oh, right, right. And they just want they just basically they're not really comics who want the attention. I did, I did a show one time. The guy in front of me did we racial didn't have slurs. Those in theaters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we did. I had this guy yeah. at the right. bank like that. He just said like. No, he just got, got up and he mind. literally danced around. There were Vietnamese people in the front row, and there were black people left, and he danced around uh, using. I won't say it on the podcast, you probably can't, but uh, just every racial slur. And he was doing like this weird dance around the stage, and he did ten minutes. We're only supposed to do five. Jesus. Uh, the host gets up, and host's job is to bring the energy back. Like, yeah. what's he gonna do? He gets up and says, "Well, that was that guy." Next up is uh, <laughs> Jack. Brackowitz. And I was like, that's not even, what a terrible start. And so I go on stage, and I, I try really hard, unless I'm a host, not to rip on. Like, hosts can rip on comics. Yeah. They kill the room, but I try. Well, I they had can to go roast on, comics. Yeah. They can't really rip yeah. on them. I had to go after this guy because usually it's you versus the crowd. I'm trying to make the crowd yeah. laugh. In this sense, they're seeing their faces with, they're seeing the crowd with their jaw dropped. And I'm going to, you know, it's now me and the crowd versus this last guy. Because my job's to entertain him. At, at, at the court, and I met this guy at the end of the show, and I'm like, you know, that's. And he said, oh, it's just you know a tough guy. They don't get my humor. And I said, when was the last time that bit worked? Because you can have some losses. Like right. comedy is a game yeah. of wins and losses. And I've seen some comics, and I'll tell them, don't do these mics. You need a win. Like you, you just need a win to get your spirit up. So don't don't pick hard rooms and try out new stuff. Sometimes you just need you just need to get some laughs. Sometimes. And this guy said, oh, I'm never going to change. I'm not going to bend society's will. And I said, well, you're not necessarily bending society's will. Because right. a lot of comedy is looking at things in a way that the general public doesn't always. I mean, they connect with it, but we're, but 
your job is to entertain people, not to go up and offend them. They're paying money. Yeah. And and you want to make a living out of this. This club needs to generate revenue by by doing shows. And you almost got me stabbed by three black guys. <laughs> That was well, one thing I think uh, you should adjust is when you're doing dialogue, you need different voices. I couldn't do my voices tonight. Yeah. No, you don't need dialogue per se. You need either you either need a voice to indicate different characters, or you need something physical to indicate different characters. Yes. Like I've seen comics that don't do voices, but they literally just go like this. Oh yeah. Um, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm just like back and forth in my head. Like it's like, oh, and the person's over here, but now I'm talking to them, and it's this, that, and the other. The, you know the audience will buy anything you put out there. Yeah. As long as you make it easy to follow. Yeah. As long as you sell it. As long as, right. I mean. And you're not talking about, like, having sex with the wife you just murdered. Right. Oh, yeah, my God. Freaked me out. Oh, yeah. He that guy. good, but, I, I mean, it yeah. was. I don't like to criticize other kind. He went dark fast and yeah. kind of lost the room, and then he kept going. Like, if dark loses the room, you need to go back lighter. You yes. can't, you can't. Like, and I talk about, like, crucifying heretics. But it's like you kind of like ease him in. But you put it, it in with like those right words, and half yeah. people don't even get those words. So yeah, it's like, it's like, but and he, also he's very new. You can tell that he wrote every single one of those words now. Yeah, and oh, that's sure. how he's saying it. Yeah. So I mean, I'd like it'd be interesting to see. And, and he, if he, and he, if he didn't do anything, right. he made his wife funny. Yeah, right. yeah. Because yeah. his entire bit, his entire set, like <laughs> to use the, the show best word, <laughs> <laughs> like made his. Did you wife learn funny. that from Louie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the bit of advice that a very famous comedian gave me. I will not use his name because I don't believe in name dropping. Because you guys weren't wouldn't believe me even if I said his name that I met him. Jerry Seinfeld. Well, I know Jerry, but this is the advice I gave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know Jerry. Not him. But I know Jerry. I don't. I don't know Jerry. <laughs> I did that on purpose because okay. I met Jerry Seinfeld. I met Jerry Seinfeld one time at a club. Um, I will lie to peop- other people and tell them, no, I know Jerry. Okay. I wrote <laughs> and Seinfeld. You acted like Will Ferrell and Elf. Yeah. I know him. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. Yes, but what the what the comedian said to me says, no matter whether you're starting out or whatever. Your job is to make people laugh. Yeah. So if they're not laughing with you, they better be laughing at you. Yeah. And tonight that girl got upset that the crowd was laughing because we weren't necessarily laughing at her jokes, but like who trips over a couch? We kind of laughed at the jokes. Yeah. But it's, set, it's, it's and, then, setup, and then with the laundry. Yeah. If, if, so, yeah. if she just did, if she who chips up on a couch and then add laundry? I still probably would laugh because if she did the physical stuff. Yeah. Like no, it's stuff, because she goes, um, yeah. I so think it's because you know who the husband is. And my husband's really there. funny. Not like killing wife jokes. He's just <laughs> yeah. really clumsy. Like he tripped over the couch, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how do you trip over a couch to start with? B. How do you trip over a couch? Which I've already made that point. <laughs> yeah. Refer to point but, A. And then you add the tumble dry. But she got mad. Like, if, 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 if I'm not doing well, but people are laughing at me, I'm going to keep doing dumb stuff to fill up the five minutes. Yeah. Right. And then I'll, then I'll say, hey, I'll finish like that, that one guy finished in New York. Oh, here's my last joke. Yeah. Um, something about airplanes. Well, that's my time. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so we're at 47 minutes, and I kind of want it to be 30. So. Okay. So just to kind of wrap this up, I want to close because, as I was mentioning earlier, my whole premise of the podcast was to kind of, kind of like be thoughtful about it, you know, like actually provoke discussion about like what is comedy and what is funny, and, and we'll get more into that as podcasts go on. But I want to, I want to, I want to stop with this. So a guy, when I was fucking studying in Italy, <laughs> hey, I don't know if you know this, Steve Kerrigan studied Comedia, 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 Comedia. 
can you, in Italy. Can you no, 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 low-class comedy. Stefano Paragon. Okay, I can edit you out. Can go. I can edit you out of this conversation. This will be the first episode of Steven and Steven. It's just me going, have some more gin. Get the darling, the puma. Get the puma. The puma is mounted, of course. It's not real. The only jackalope alive. I killed it with its thought. Yes. I flipped and cast Have you seen men who stare at goats? It was written after me in my Jack Lab adventure. Spacey plays himself when I wrote it. Anyway, so, so now this guy's really cool. This guy's named Scott McGee, and he's he's really cool. He actually just raised money and opened a school in Italy for people to go over there. But he actually has a master's in philosophy. And if you ever talk to him, you will, like, feel like you're just kind of, like, chasing your own tail in your head. Like, that's, like, all you'll be able to picture. You're like, I don't even know what's what anymore. Um, but he's, like, really, really brilliant, and he wanted to... He brought all these actors over to Italy, and he wanted to talk about philosophy. Like, we're all learning other things, and he wants to talk about philosophy. So we're talking about philosophy, and he goes, all right, I'm going to preface this. I've studied philosophy intensively for 45 years, or... I'm exaggerating, sorry, Scott. But He's like, hundred years. <laughs> really, when dinosaurs yes. roamed the earth. They believe. Anyways, so he... He studied philosophy for like 30 years or something like that. And he goes, I want to have a discussion with you about philosophy. And we're all like, no, you're going to tell us about philosophy. Like, and he goes, no. Like, your opinion of philosophy and my opinion of philosophy is the same. It is equal. I might know more about it, but your thought is as valid as mine. And that's how I feel comedy is. Any comedian can get up there. But, uh, right, no, so this is uh, me, Stephen Kerrigan. Zach Ragovich. Homer Azari. And our guest. Stephen Kroba. Uh, signing out from Almost Live at the Billiards. Pressure Billiards. Jesus. Pressure Billiards. Should we do it again? It's, yeah, let's do it more. It's a real fact. It's, it's, a, it's a long title. Give pressure me a break. Billiards? Never Ra- pressure Billiards? Yeah. It's right behind you, actually. Radio. Do the pressure. Pressure. Under Billiards. pressure. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Pressure, pressure, billiards, hot spot. That's uh, legal, but I would because it's titled uh, hot spot. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Almost live from Pressure Billiards Hot Spot Open Mic. That's what we need. To pressure start. Billiards Hot Spot. Okay. Do you want me to close it out? Can you hear? Uh, no. I, you opened it. Did no, I? Open it? No, you opened it. You closed it. Out. Okay. All right. This is uh, Zach Brakovich with Stephen Kerrigan, Homer Zart, and our guest Stephen Kropa. And this is the end of Almost Live from Pressure Billiards Hotspot Open Mic. Thanks for tuning in. Yay! Yay. America! 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 Uh, Thanks.